camera zooms in on me. So we get out. some high proof alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says what makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be passionate. Luckily for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated in don't. I have done my fair share of blood. Man. I've always liked showing myself off naked. Got up out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian, available on your favorite podcast app and at StrangerThanChristian.com. lovers of all things spirituality and good. Welcome back to another episode of Pod Queens. It is your girl, Saj DeWay here. I'm Gamal El Sawa. And I'm Jelani Carrington. <laughs> and we have such a wonderful episode coming into your ear holes. But before we get into the topic of today, which if you haven't read the description, lol is tarot. Um, what? I can't count um i just want to see how my fellow loves are doing this episode is coming out on election day so make sure you are out there you are hitting those polls it is a saturday tuesday as jelani mentioned before i started recording so make sure you are voting early if you can make sure you have sent in your absentee ballot if you got that like Let's not sleep on this election because truly everything is on the line. So, I mean, it always is on the line, but you know what I mean? It's like on the line today. So, yeah. Yeah. How are we all feeling? Love that your rights are up for debate every four years. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It's so yummy. I'm in a constant state of anxiety um, uh, this week. And, um, you know, since this, we're recording this in the past, um, today on election day, I have no idea how I'm going to spend my day. Um, I don't know if I should just do copious drugs or like, cause I've already sent in my absentee ballot. It was received, I've tracked it. Um, so like, I don't know like what to do while I wait. And there's also the thing like by the end of the day, the election results we get on TV might not actually be the final election results. I don't know. It's a lot, it's a lot. I need to be in some altered consciousness, I think to, to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's gonna be definitely a lot because um, so if you're listening to us from New York State, shout out to you, um, we all live in New York. Um, and New York is a state that doesn't count absentee ballots day of, they count them after. And yep. so a lot of people are speculating that there's going to be what's called like, oh wait, is it the orange scare? Is it the red scare? What did they say it was gonna be? I don't know, I'd, I'd believe an orange scare. I like that one better. Yeah, <laughs> people were saying that there's gonna be like a false call of like yeah. oh look he won and it's like mm, no no there's some absentee ballots to count so i think election day is going to be stressful no matter what um yeah that just seems really like i i think my biggest thing is i can't imagine or no i can't imagine but i can't believe like how incredibly unorganized our government is you know what I mean like this yeah. is something that we like tried to like we put in the books like pretty early on and I don't understand like how we haven't gotten our shit together when it comes to how to do you know elections but I mean I know why it's because they want to suppress the votes of women black people LGBTQI you know what I mean that but 
you know. Um, I should say, uh, how, how are y'all voting? Like I just said, I absenteed my way out of this business. Um, but I went out to get a coffee this Saturday. It's the first day of early voting here in New York. And I was greeted by a long line outside because um, Oh, I don't want to say where we live, um, but there's an early voting place, um, not like very close to our apartment. Uh, and the entrance, I saw like a long line, like away from the entrance. I was like, well, the entrance is around the corner. Why is everyone, why is everyone like facing the wrong way? And then I realized, <laughs> I realized um, the, the line was facing that way because the line went around the whole entire block. Um, and that was the early voting line, and it was barely moving in the time it took me to get my little coffee uh, from the Starbucks. Um, the line had barely moved, so it was traumatic. Uh, I don't, I don't recommend. Oh, it's also a Saturday. It's also the first day, so I'm sure, like on like Tuesday, the line won't be as traumatic. But still, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absentee voted. I dropped my ballot off. There was a lot of drama and conflama about like how many stamps you needed, and I felt like there was a lot of I put three on just to be safe I put one on and I walked to the post office and I made them like stamp it okay good like, good, the, good good like official bullshit I don't know yeah um but I'm actually gonna track mine now yeah you can track I'm it on, on, on uh people on the line early voting <laughs> at some point god so. bless you I recommend going on like a Monday or a Tuesday when it's not a weekend yeah but actually, I think there's, um, we've got a special guest this episode. And oh, I yes, we do. And I find out how they are feeling. Um, I know a little bit from our chat, <laughs> but I'll let them explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, please, please welcome to your ear holes, a Honduran critic who is based at NYC, co-creator of Token Theater Friends, Jose Solis. Woo! Thank you for having me. I, um... Wow, I mean, you can see what I'm doing. I was like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> all I, it's like, you just gave me like flashbacks to, and like, I'm gonna say this with a serious face because it's, it's very depressing. Like you gave me a flashback to election year four years ago where it was the, the first time in my entire life that I saw every single one of my friends cry, all of them. Like we were someone's wake or something like that. It was traumatizing. So I'm like, oh my God. And I was thinking, wait, now I get to experience that by myself in my apartment like, because there's a freaking pandemic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about like what kinds of liquors and what kinds of like something to get. Like I'm, I plan to be out by 4 p.m. and wake up four days later or something. Yeah, that was the thing. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, we made, we made Jose have to smoke, um, but uh, just by talking about all this, it's okay, enjoy it though. Um, but I remember, I remember last, since we're talking about nightmares from 2016, um, I remember like, well, obviously we all remember like seeing the things come in, the election results. I was in class, I was taking night classes at the time. I, I didn't see the results. Um, <laughs> I had well. Oh. I had like to open work the next day, and so I went to bed early and woke up and was like, I sat on like in my the bed in my room and was like, how do I go to work today now? Mm -hmm. like, oh, what's good? <laughs> well, 
I didn't see the final results because I was I, I was working mornings and going to school at night, so I had to be up at six a.m. to open the. I was a front desk receptionist at a, at a spa uh, in Manhattan, so I had to open the spa. I had to wake up at six. Um, so like things were looking bad, but like everyone on CNN was like, "Oh, like um, this this doesn't mean he won. There's still hope." Florida has not oh. counted. <laughs> oh my, maybe he's won. Right. So it was like it was like kind of written on the walls, but it was like, maybe there's hope. So I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna see. And this is when I had the, the news alerts on my iPhone. And I remember sitting on my bed, waking up from my alarm and like not checking my phone for a good 20 minutes. Cause I was like, I don't want to believe. The first thing I'm gonna see is either Trump elected or Clinton elected, right? Um, and then I looked at my phone and it was Trump of course. I live in this reality, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and going to work was crazy. So many people called out from their massages, as they should have. Um, I didn't charge them the cancellation fees because I'm a good human being. Um, but it like going on the subway, I uh, the way I likened it to people was the way New York City felt, at least, was like the way New York City felt after 9-11. Yeah. Like that was what was hanging in the air. Like on the train, except for the, your certain people who like are racist and were Trump supporters. <laughs> um, so quiet. It was, like, it was like, yeah. No, 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 I was. This just, is why Staten Island is a real borough. <laughs> yeah, no, Staten, Staten Island's fake. No, Staten there was this one. There's this one uh, esthetician who worked at our spa, and she was famously a Trump supporter. That I wish I remembered her name so I could call her out on this podcast, but I actually forgot her name. Um, but if you know her, please drag her. Yeah, I'm telling it all. Strolled into work the day after election day with her red Make America Great hat on while everyone was depressed. Power walked through, said, good morning! And I wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope she's suffering now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, <laughs> so we don't get sued possibly by this Candace who hears this. <laughs> Maybe let's move on person. to something brighter, something that hope for our future, um, possibly, and is like, you know, more uh, relieving. I think that's kind of why we wanted to go with this topic in the first place. So, tarot, mm. tarot, 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 tarot. What do we know about her? Like, I mean. Jose is resident tarot queen. So like, tell us a little bit about, um, how, maybe how you fell into tarot and like what it's done for your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so to uh, to show you how young I was when I started uh, <laughs> uh, doing tarot, my very first deck was the Lord of the Rings deck. <laughs> <laughs> So I was very young. If you were what, two years old? Disconnect. No, oh, thank you, Kamal. Thank you so much. At two years old, Which, reading the entire Lord of the Rings, I'd rather die. <laughs> I know, right? Which would make me, yeah. Which would make me underage and shouldn't be smoking. So don't smoke if you're underage. Um, <laughs> uh, Jose is famously 19, okay? <laughs> oh my God, I wish. I was talking about my, like, dyed beard earlier, so I'm definitely not that. But anyway. Uh, I was I was a teenager basically, and my father got himself a tarot deck, like a, a normal one, an adult one, I would say. And then I was like, "Can I have the Lord of the Rings one?" And it came with a little booklet 
that was locating everything in the uh, Rider Waite deck, which is the one that most people recognize from movies and TV and all that. Um, but it also has some sort of like a rare photo. You have to go like this through the ring or whatever, right? I never, I famously never played the game because I was so immersed in, in Taro. And I love about like a well put, like a well thought out uh, deck that's adapting the Rider Waite is that you can see like the artistry and how much thought goes into uh, giving you access to a world that you don't know anything about by using characters that you know. So for instance, I remember in that one, the, uh, for example, the uh, Hermit card was Gollum. And if you're like a Lord of the Rings nerd, you know exactly that Gollum's precisely that. Uh, so I learned in a way how to like bullshit my way through like very early readings um, using my knowledge of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I remember it was, <laughs> I remember it was very funny because like I grew up and this was happening when I was living in Honduras. So. It's a very conservative, very Catholic country. It's like, now it's like almost like half Catholic, like half Protestant, but that's a whole other story. And then I moved to Costa Rica to go to school. Uh, and that was a predominantly uh, Protestant country, but also very conservative. So I remember that I would bring my deck to school. And for some really strange reason, I was convinced that I had read for all like my close friends, both in Honduras and in Costa Rica, only to find out this summer that none of them even knew I did this. So I'm like, oh, anyway. Oh no! But I would, yeah, but I would read for like total like, you know, like random classmates, right? That I would just not get along with or like I wasn't friends with or anything. Like I just saw them like maybe once a week for class. Uh, so I would read for them. And like one of my favorite times was when uh, we were, uh, I was reading after class and then there was this like girl who was kind of like a mean girl, like mm. uh, Queen Bee, but also mm. like very, very saved. She was like completely saved. She went and she's like in front of everyone, like, what you are doing is Satan worship. Oh, I see. Oh, I, know her. I know that bitch. Yeah. The, oh yeah, you do. But the answer is like, you shouldn't be doing this in school. Like, no, stop this. This is not good. Like Jesus, Jesus will save us, blah, blah, blah. Guess who calls me at 10 p.m. that night? <laughs> Regina George. And she's himself? whispering. She's like, yes. And she's whispering and she goes like, please don't tell anyone because my dad is in the next room. And I'm like, okay. She's like, but can you bring your cards to school tomorrow? <laughs> and I God. and read me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and of, of course I did. Very yeah. that girl. Wow. Very that girl. Wow. It's like that when you're in when high school and the, the bully beats you up, but then he wants to like fuck you afterwards. Mm. I know the type. I, think we I know all have the, the same type. high school experiences. You can all forget. You know, just me. Just kidding. That did not happen to me. If only. Um, no bullies. Wow. That's interesting. No bullies. No bullies around. That's interesting. So you, you've been reading reading the cards um, for a long time. How did you tra transition away from The Lord of the Rings to. Um, the regular ones, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so the adult ones, you can say like a mall. The big boy, big um, boy cards. So a couple of years ago, I had uh, I was in New York, and I, you know, I did like very casual readings because I still had my Lord of the Rings deck. Plus, uh, and then, <laughs> but then like I bought like a Rider Waite out of like mostly wanting to like rekindle something that I hadn't been doing regularly, and then um, I ended up going in 2018, I think it was. 
uh, one of my favorite uh, tarot experts in the world, uh, Brigitte Esselmont, who runs this website called uh, BD Tarot, where like, okay, now it looks like I'm working for her, which I'm not, but I love mm-hmm. BD. Anyway, sponsorship. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, right? So she held this workshop in New York City and she lives in Australia. So the opportunity of meeting someone who lives in freaking Australia, who's gonna be in your town, like you go to that, right? So I went to her workshop and it was like a, a day long workshop where basically, and it sounds like more like bullshit, like promo or whatever, but like basically she shifted my idea of what I could do with the cards. Uh, it was almost like being reborn as a tarot reader because what she taught me was that the booklet was, she was like, you, you know the book already, like you have it inside you, like you don't need to be, um, you know, like asking for confirmation when you know something. And basically what she taught me that day was how to like not use my head. And I'm pointing at my head right now because it's really soon. So it probably has like a better like impact like officially. Anyway, just like don't don't use this and go for this instead. Go for the gut. And then mm. the idea is for both like head and gut to come and find your heart. Mm. So I basically put the booklet aside and I mean obviously besides knowing like the uh, very basic meanings of the numbers and the elements then I just it's kind of scary because I just let my intuition and the um, the energy of the person I'm reading for or um, meet it's I don't know any science but it's probably something like how like radio works <laughs> <laughs> or how the internet works or something like that where it's like you know like I become like kind of like a receptor for someone's energy. And in that process, the cards are talking back to the person based on what the person's sending me. Like every time that I do a reading for someone, I always tell them like, I'm just like a vessel here. I'm a device, like I'm your phone right now. Think of me as that. Wow. And then, sorry. Yeah. And then I I keep forgetting to like answer the question basically. So then- This is good. After that, all right. After that, I just like, started buying decks because one of the things that I really understood was that, um, you know, the uh, symbols in the traditional Rider Waite deck, because we know them so well from movies and like every time like the death card shows up, like someone dies in the next scene, right? Uh, And we know them very well. So like I've been buying decks in order to, every time that I read for someone before reading, I do a very short uh, meditation asking what's the right deck to use for this. you know, for, for this person I'm going to read for, because like, I don't want them to be distracted. Like, it's like, now it's, now I'm giving away my real age, but it's like in a world that we're so constantly bombarded with information, mm-hmm. um, I want to give them something that they don't recognize, something that grants them and that makes them connect to uh, what they're there for, basically. Interesting. Now, you said something about the, the death card, right? But like the death card doesn't actually mean you're going to die, right? Usually. No, 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 it doesn't. I mean, Taro, no one, can, I mean, we're all going to die in Kamal. So, yeah, if you get the death no, card, not me. Die at some point. <laughs> I mean, I am youth and beauty personified. It's true. I mean, no, yeah, it doesn't mean that uh, the death card is, but again, it's like one of those things where you see the word death and you see, you know, like a walking skull carrying people behind it. Like, that's not like, mm-hmm. oh, that means I'm going to go on a cruise, right? Right. Um, totally. <laughs> So what what interests me is how people uh, 
have become so familiar with symbols that it's so much more uh, profound for them if they disregard what they think they know and maybe see um, death in a completely different way or the elements that mm. they think they know in a completely different way. Like one of my favorite decks, for instance, is a deck that most people, I usually never use it because like most people are very terrified of it. And it's a Santa Muerte deck. It's a holy death <laughs> deck where every element, you know, like every every human character, so to speak, is a skeleton, right? It's called uh so but the idea is like to think not of death as like you know like we're that's it we're done right but to think of death as like what comes after death being rebirth and the death card is mostly suggesting rebirth like it's uh, it's asking you not to focus on the present but in what will come from what you're going to kill which i don't i hope it's not a person because then i don't want to go to prison for <laughs> you're like, I, didn't, I didn't tell you to do this <laughs> Wait, I have a question for you. Did you, or is it available yet? But, okay, so did you get Raja's deck, is my question. Oh, my God. Uh, I was dying to, but in this economy, when, you know, and it was, like, a li super limited edition and all that, and was I was it? like, do I want to spend, yeah, I was like, do I want to spend, like, 100 bucks uh, on a deck right now? So I was like, That's no, expensive. I chose, yeah, I chose utilities, but I, I really wanted it, like, in a different world, if, I would Raja, like, if you're listening, Raja, please now. send Jose a deck. Like, just saying. Drop one. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh my! I'm obsessed with her. She's the best. Um, but she also likes tarot. What an interesting form of merch to drop is like. Here's my tarot deck. <laughs> she showed us. Um, it was like a live, right, Gamal? She was like showing us. A it was like some live show she did. Yeah. Yeah, a few of the cards, and they look early pandemic. Reliable. I was like, yeah, I just they're like all her, but like drawn. <laughs> That's lovely. Right. Well, now I found out they were a hundred dollars. Oh my oh. god! But Jill and I'm closing my eyes. Ooh. Yeah. That's um. Us. What that are part. your connections also to? I know mine are like super limited. It's Jose, the uh, Raja showing me the cards, and then that like YouTube <laughs> video, like those. You know what I mean? Like that's my level right. of knowledge. Um. For our listeners, I would say that I'm a like moderately spiritual person. I think that there are a lot of like spiritual people in my life. And so I'm like spiritual adjacent. Mm. Um, I do believe in like talking to ghosts. I haven't met one, but like, I also believe in talking to like our ancestors and like people on the other side. Um, and I believe that like, um, I've had a couple of like spiritual readings. I've met people who, read with like a pendulum and a like sort of word map um it's not a ouija board but it's a sort of like asking the spirit to like tell you something mm. um and i've had people read before although i haven't had a like tarot reading in a really long time and i should probably get another one um but, <laughs> so a friend of mine in high school um like senior yearish, uh, they they got a deck of tarot cards and they read me a few times. I actually don't remember any of those readings, but I remember the last one I ever got, which was from a different friend um, who is not a friend anymore because they are full of evil. Mm. Um, but evil is also a type of magic, you know, so maybe that reading was good. I, I think I personally choose to believe that they were evil and tainted, but that reading wasn't because that reading was kind of iconic. Um, <laughs> 
So simple three card reading. Um, and they pulled the emperor, the empress, and then I think like the world or something. And for me, pulling the emperor and the empress, I was like, oh, non-binary legend, what? Have you called me out? Um, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, the only thing that you in your life is good things. You're just gonna get like, like your life's just gonna get progressively better, which I feel like is the stereotypical thing that you wanna hear or that people like tell to people who get tarot readings, but also like my life kind of has gotten progressive. Like the world hasn't gotten progressively better but my individual life and the things happening to me personally have sort of definitely, at least from high school, gotten like better and better and better and better. So, yep. That's beautiful. Let's see. My relationship with tarot is, um, it did scare me for a while. I'm also quite spiritual in that sense, uh, similar to Jill. But um, for some reason with tarot, I feel like I don't know many people who, I didn't know many people who read tarot that I necessarily knew very well or trusted very much um, to, to read me for Phil. Um, so I have been read by Jose. Um, I do trust Jose. Jose was the first person that I was like, oh, I really trust this person to like read read my cards and and talk with me um and it was lovely he does do tarot i don't know if he's taking clients right now but you should look into it um he's shaking his head yes he's taking clients right now um um, i also before prior to jose i've done uh my friend introduced me to like this youtube tarot reading which I did do once or twice. Her name was, oh, Lumiere Tara. She's a British woman and she has a very soothing voice, let me tell you. And she's like, let's look through the cards. Um, and so I've done that and some like online stuff. And then the one with Jose. Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the Empress though, Jelani. I, I constantly get the Empress. I'm obsessed with the Empress. I don't know if that means something, but like <laughs> strictly femme energy. Although I'm gonna be, okay, as, a gender scholar and mm-hmm. a know-it-all um, yeah. and a tangent queen. I yeah. feel very complicated about just like the usage of the word emperor and empress in a tarot cards and also in our greater world because the word emperor technically is devoid of gender because it only means like a ruler and em- and like the suffix ESSS um, means like lesser. And so an oh. empress is really just someone who's married to an emperor. Mm. And so it could be a female emperor and like a male empress or a female emperor and a female empress or any kind of mishmash. But we like specifically use it to like reference like men and women in these sorts of ways and like yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just, you it's know, just feel, um, like, any chance we get to, like, add something to the patriarchy, we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, how do we reinforce this? Um, and so I sometimes feel about it, but it's fine. I'm just going to get my next tattoo. Oh, so for my listeners, um, I did recently get a tattoo. I will post a picture of it on Instagram soon. Nice. Um my next tattoo will be uh, the emperor tarot card, but like a female emperor. So I'll, I am I'll, 
Oh my god. Jose, can you give us the tea on the emperor, the empress? What are their what do they do? What do they mean? Yeah. And I also wanted to say that uh, uh that's all, something that I always mention every time that I do a reading. I always mention it to my clients like oh, yeah. uh I'm aware of the gender bullshit in tarot, but it's uh so I try to explain to them that you know like unfortunately those are the words that we have for the purpose of the deck. But I ask them that when when I talk about something masculine and something feminine to try again to like not think about gender in like the very limited, stupid, narrow-minded way that human beings think about gender. But when they see something masculine to relate it to the sun, because it's an energy, it's not gender, it's an energy. So I explained to them that the masculine in this case being the sun is this like uncontrolled energy that burns through shit. And then when I talk about the feminine being the moon, it's an energy that's softer, but it's equally powerful, except it's way more thoughtful. And I always give the example of how the moon controls the tides, right? And like by default, it probably controls a lot of us as well, because we're like, what, like 140% water? I <laughs> actually- water, a thousand percent water. The moon affects us so much. We are 70% water, the moon controls water. Like, Hello. yeah, babe, it's science. Uh, yeah. I'm moving around because of the moon. Uh. The moon has its own gravitational pull. <laughs> to be honest, everything the universe does, but like that, that's a lot. That's a different level of science. But yeah. anyway, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So when you like sorry. when you run into like masculine and feminine, and like they rightfully like piss you off, try to like disregard that. You're right about that in terms of gender, but try to think about it in terms of energy. So, masculine elements are sun. Feminine energies are moon. Mm. I love that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So now, like, I mean, yeah. that's like the answer by default to the emperor and the empress. But I was going to say, Chwani, uh, that I was thinking like when you said emperor, empress world, it's like the final card, meaning almost like your world became better once you allowed your emperor and empress to like merge. Holy and like, show oh. me more, right? Yeah. Honestly, because like, it's true. It, like, yeah. Wow, an epiphany on this podcast, live for our listeners. <laughs> a reading like three or four years old became new again. Wow, from an evil person, even. Oh, that person is evil. But like, evil is its own sort of, you know, magic. Wait, what do we do? Okay, so do we think about like, what are the like, you know, good energies versus bad energies, and do those affect tarot as well? Like, how does that work? Because I, I truly know. So, so okay, so uh, there's good energies that are emanating from you and that the universe wants you to have, right? And the universe uh, does tend to be, you know, like uh, years ago, Madonna connection, obviously. Uh, I had a Kabbalah teacher right I was I studied Kabbalah for like years and years ago my uh my Kabbalah teacher uh told me something he said do you know what the punishment for jealousy anger and like envy you're like insert like something else that's fucked up and like was jealousy anger and hatred are and I was like what no what are the punishments he's like jealousy hatred and whatever I just said like, I keep forgetting my words um and hatred, yeah, like, you know, like, people who, like, try to, like, send negative energies your way. 
people who are full of hatred and envy and everything that we don't want to be their own punishment is that almost like a boomerang that like what they're throwing out comes back to them and it rarely 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 affects us because we are protected by energies that uh i mean like our ancestors ghosts that take care of us the universe itself like it's a it's a it's a it's a creation full out of love like it only wants to love so when people want to like do like some bad juju and like voodoo on all of you it's basically just coming back to them except they don't see it in the moment mm. and bad energies and like bad magic ha almost have the effect of like a drug or like a lot of shots where <laughs> like they give the illusion of control and power but all they are is like you know people manifesting bad things onto themselves uh so yeah i'm not saying there aren't people who wish you ill because there are but what i'm saying is that their ill wishes are rarely um enough to like harm you or to or to like even reach you especially if you're like conscious of yourself and like asking the universe for protection um and also something else is that whenever there's something that seems like a negative energy and it shows up in one of your readings uh in one of the cards remember the tarot has only one purpose and the purpose is to ignite your free will it's basically showing you options it's showing you it often it's like your cheerleader saying like these are amazing things that are lined up and are coming for you and these are some things that aren't like bad things negative things like don't run they're not threats but there are things that you need to work a little bit harder on like maybe blind spots maybe i mean that's why so many people say that taro reads feel like reads you know what i mean um, Mama, because, yeah, all <laughs> that's what they are so but nothing you know taro doesn't have the ability to be predictive uh when things happen to you that you saw in the cards it means that you put some work into them like you put your part like you knew this could come for you because the cards uh reminded you that it could come for you and then you made it happen and similarly when you see something that's a little bit less desirable uh if you've been warned and you follow the path that's going to take you to that harm who's you know whose fault is it right but but our own and that's on period mama <laughs> um love that and I also love what you said earlier about um, tarot, like using you to read the energies of these people. And I definitely wasn't thinking about it in that way before, but I like, like, I agree with you and I think it's true. And like, I always saw it as, um, I, like I see it now as like this way for you and, like the energy surrounding you to talk to yourself, which is incredible, which is beautiful. And I think I was just talking to someone yesterday about like everything in the universe is just connected, man. I don't know what to tell y'all. Like we are the universe trying to experience itself. We are us experiencing each other. Like our connections to other people and ourselves are so important and necessary and vital. And Tarot is just another way to like 
dig deeper into that. And I love that. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all came from the same rock in space millions and millions and millions of years ago, basically. Yeah, it's, it's starting to sound almost like a like an energy diary of some sort, like all of your past readings feel, you know what I mean? Like instead of like just writing it down with words, you're like writing it down with energy and cards, which is like kind of beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, and it's like so spooky because like, uh, you know, before I, I learned how to uh, connect to my nation, just like read based on what people were sending me, the medium and like the channel through which we were communicating became like I started like a lot of email readings where I could where I'm not kidding like I would get one uh, a name um, you know no last name or anything a name maybe an age and uh, a location right in the world and I remembered like a, a few months ago I was doing this reading for this person who was somewhere in uh, Europe or something and I at the end of every reading I always make sure to send clients a picture, you know, a photograph of the reading, and then I tell them why. And when I was cropping, trying to crop this person's uh, picture, you know, like I took it with my phone and I was trying to send it to my computer to like, whatever. <laughs> it took me half an hour to take a picture and to like crop it. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like, and it was like my phone would go off or like my Photoshop would like close. It was very strange. So I remember when I wrote back to this person, I told them, um, it's clear that you're a photographer and you're a perfectionist. It's like, it took me forever to finish this. So it's like, I told them like, that was really funny, like, haha. And they wrote back to me and they're like, how do you know this? Like, I've been a photographer for like 15 years and I am like, actually like, people hate me because it takes, forever because I'm like such a perfectionist I'm so detail oriented and I'm like well I I felt it ah, that's Whoa, so uh, I still have your picture from my reading everyone here's Jose I'm on the show people no you're supposed to do whatever you want with it oh, okay cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. it's Jose's rug <laughs> It's a good rug. <laughs> um, wait that's so crazy wait Jose you're psychic I mean, I just think I do it because I love it and I I like what it does for people. So if I love doing something, I'll, I'll you know, my work, I guess, will always be the best that I can. Oh, wow. I love everything you're saying, the energy. I love Eng. If anyone loves Eng and queer comedy, I'm going to plug another podcast um, called Beyond with Mike Kelton. It's on the Forever Dog Network, but it's it's not weekly. They have like seasons and I think they were supposed to do one this year with COVID. Um, he goes into like energy and ghosties and witchies and very fun stuff. And he's very funny. Um, it's very cool. Anyway, um, just gotta get that out of the way because of my fave pods. Um, Do we have any? But I love what you said about. Oh no! Oh. Sorry, keep going. I was just gonna say I love what you said about the idea of like energy, like if someone wishes ill on you, like it won't come to you because that's like such a thing. Have you guys seen like the little, like the blue eyes that people wear? Like I have one of them. It's a very like Middle Eastern thing. The eye, the evil eye. Um, if ever something's wrong with you, mama, someone gave you a line. They give you the evil eye. Um, and you got to wear protection. You got to like do a, a ritual or something to get that, that 
G-A-Z-E gaze off of you. Yeah. Um, but it's, I had, to, I had to specify sometimes when you use that word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to know that like you as like, kind of, I guess the recipient of that energy have more just general protection than you might think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, I think, um, you were talking earlier about like Catholicism and uh, Protestants and like um, the conservativeness of it, but I've met people who, you know, have found a balance in their life of like their, you know, Christian faith and they're more like, um, like, yeah. like voodoo. Demonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't want to say demonic, but like these other sorts of like demonized um faiths and uh you know like the little rosary beads that you can get that you wear the wristwatch and they like pop all the time like i know someone who was like yeah no those pop because they like fulfilled their purpose like you um you wore it for like spiritual reasons and it protected you from something and now it's gone and get a new one soon um <laughs> you know yeah i as someone who's like a, a re- not a retired but like a I don't know, has evolved. In waiting. Huh? In waiting. In waiting. <laughs> has waited. Has waited. has waited for the water. But someone who is like, I definitely grown up with lots of um, like Christian and uh, Catholic, like, um, well, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Lores, I've been using the word lore because Jelani uses the word lore and now it's the only thing I can think of. But sure, I'm gonna use it anyway. Um, I love the word lore. Okay, high key. I think we say like Greek mythology or Egyptian mythology, and I think that's low key. Greek lore. People believe it. Like, what are you talking about? Mythology. True. Yeah, as someone who like was surrounded by that, there is actually still um, a Bible verse that's like my favorite. That like, despite everything else that comes along with Christianity and Catholicism is pretty much that it's just it's uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper that like you have this protection um surrounding you always because you're like a part of you know they the scripture would say because you're a part of god but i've taken it to say just because you're a part of this like world and you're a part of all of these energies that are like looking out after you so yeah and i think that in many ways that's kind of sorry i interrupted you oh no i was just saying it's all connected but no <laughs> oh no, I was thinking that one of the uh, purposes of like, cause, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I, I want to say I love it because like that's not the point, but like I identify as a Catholic, and as an adult Catholic, like I went back to church as an old person, uh, and the reason um, that that I mean, and I have like many reasons, and like this could be like a whole other conversation about it. And, like yes, like uh, there's many many wrong things with like the church and all that, and I. 100% agree, but there's like incredible people within even like fucked up organizations, right, and institutions. So like, for instance, like I had a spiritual director who, who I was like, uh, is it okay that I retire? Like, I'm gonna like catch fire next time I walk into the church. And she asked me something like, when you use the cards, are you trying to channel like the energy and love of Jesus or not? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, then you're fine. She's like, it's a tool that God sent you, use it. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking about what you're talking about, you know, like the uh, 
once that icons fulfill their purpose. And like over the summer also, like, I, and I love, I mean, I was obviously like very, very gay growing up. And what? I love going to church because it was super, I love church because of the pageantry. And I guess like the American churches are less, are less yeah. elaborate than like, yeah. But holy shit, like in my hometown church that was built in the 16th century, like they would have the saints and like they would be dressed in like gold thread and like pearls. And they would do this like enormous, like, you know, like money uh, fundraisers to buy the saints new outfits. So the saints were like basically in like Gucci. Bring it to the like, runway. I was say, listen, yeah. if anyone's out there trying to become Catholic for the, the wear, I'm here for it, you know? <laughs> I mean, the Met Gala really did show the girls. And interesting thing, because um, shout out to Hunter College, um, shout out to Deep Seeker Chatterjee, who um, is a teacher there, who definitely reached out to the Met and had like the assistant curator of that exhibit, like come talk to us. Um, oh. Right? And they were talking about how, th this is a little, I saw it at them for this, but like, I guess they made an okay decision where the, that year, the theme was supposed to be like larger religion and just like religion in general, but they ended up getting so much like Catholic iconography and stuff. And they like reached out to the Vatican and then the Vatican came through and actually did give them the things. Um, oh, wow. And so they, they had like an overwhelming amount of, Catholic things and they were like we can call it a religious thing and like keep these things from like uh Judaism and Islam and like Hinduism or we can just like kind of cut them and just let it be like a Catholic piece and like do I necessarily love that those other religions were like excluded no but I also think that um the chance to focus on like this one specific religion and display all of the like beauty and the wealth the stolen wealth the but the wealth and the sophistication and the glamour of it and I like leaned back and laughed when Jose said the pageantry of it but like you're right like it is a pageant mama well loves any last minute tarot or spiritual things that we want to put out into the universe for this episode before we move on um speak to an ancestor in the next like week or so or try to i don't know things are the world is really rough right now and like true especially if you are a poc and like um i think about this a lot and how hard it is but like our ancestors didn't they dreamt of a world that they couldn't imagine you know what i mean and they like wanted things to be so better, so much better that things were unrecognizable. Um, and like th things are not great now, but they are unrecognizable from where we were. Mm -hmm. And so when you try to talk to an ancestor and try to picture the present and the future in a world without Donald Trump or bigotry or hatred, and it sounds hard, but like, you know, that future is on the horizon. Um, I love uh, A Raisin in the Sun because there's that character, don't know his name. He talks about like, um, like activism isn't a thing. It's not a goal you can see. It's an onward march towards the horizon. Mm -hmm. 
that you just like march toward endlessly. You you use this life to move us forward. And then, um, and one last thing is that Lovecraft Country is amazing. And there's a scene in episode nine, I think, where um, this woman travels back in time and she talks to the grandmother of her, or like the great grandmother of her boyfriend or whatever, um, cause she's carrying his child and like she's pregnant. And so like, da 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 da. Um, she's like kind of speaking to a family member. And th- anyway, the point is she asks her for a favor and she agrees because she says, even though it'll hurt her, the grandmother is doing something that she knows will hurt her and her family. But she does it because she says, when my great grandson is born, he will be my faith turned flesh. Mm. And that phrase I think is turned flesh. That's what I want you to think about. Oh. Period. I love that. Wow. <laughs> I do have one more question for Jose re spirituality before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and this might be a, a, a lofty question that I didn't give you in advance, so we can cut this out if we need to. Um, but Jose, on this here election day, is there anything we celestial beings can do to kind of like protect our energies just a little harder today or like feel just a little something i'll pull what a card that? i'll pull a card Ooh. oh great yeah. thank you so if the three of you think about it at the same time and then one of you tell me to cut the card and i'm gonna pull a card i'm gonna see what do we th- what do you think about what the, the... Election i'm thinking and Okay, okay. And what do you want to manifest that day? And what do you think we should be concentrating on? And what you fear, and what you're worried about, but also what you dream of. And then, uh, one of you tell me to cut when you think it's right. Like if, you know, this is not a quiz or anything, but like try to like sync with each other. And like one of you is gonna know when it's right to say, ready, and let me know. Ready. Our card for election day is 42. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's pretty. Can we take a screenshot of this... that? What was that? Yes. Wow. That's beautiful. This card means strength. This card means almost exactly what you were talking about, Jelena, but like almost like progress and like real life moving at different paces. But knowing that if we don't lose sight of our goal that we have the power of the universe like carrying us and pushing us and moving us forward. The, um, it's the eighth card in the major arcana. And the eight means that it's really connected to what goes beyond just like what our idea of divinity is. So if for instance, you think that prayer is a good way to, uh, to keep you in the right energy for election day this card is inviting you to go beyond prayer pray but also do kindness for someone else or take time to like to your self-care and your uh you know self-healing rituals but also see what someone else needs like don't do this uh you know with your limited idea of what is right for you means in the day like obviously like take care of yourself but also remember to 
see how other people are doing. Like ask yourself to be more than God. And by default, this is not some like pagan, like, you know, like heretic like thing. By that, it's inviting you to become like God, to be mm. part of God, to remember that, that today that you're going to need unity, that it's not going to be a day for all this like different rings and like different circles to come into play, but for all of us to just become one because we have only beauty and grace to win, but we've got to stick together, man. So especially that day, like be a seven, but try to be an eight, go beyond yourself to be in connection with your brothers and sisters that day. Wow. Thank you, Jose. Thank you so much. Who I'm going to start crying, y'all. This is amazing. Uh, I love it. I love it. We came full circle. We actually started this conversation and I was like, we were all really panicked and anxious, but like, this is like, we have the power to do it, guys. This was our most um, cogent episode yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now. Uh, We really really did bring it back instead of going on that tangent all the time. Oh, we did. I know. Can you imagine us? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so now it is time after Jose has just blessed us so much with that card, it's now time to give you the crown. It's coordination. Whoop, whoop. He's gonna get that crown. KW Queen. So have you thought about what you represent? Like what is it that you hold court over and how you would like to crown thyself or if you would like the resident queens to crown you what kind of queen are you i have a head that's like slightly too big so i never know what kind of crown i should i should wear so i get i guess that means like you should pick uh, a title for me all right all right queens I think we should. Uh, I think we should uh, meld our minds once more to come up with a with a t- title, shall we? Yeah, okay. let's think. Conrado, cut this out <laughs> to make it swift and clean. But hmm. Hmm. I have an idea. Oh, chill. Shalani said, "Ready." I, I don't know about how you would feel about this, but I feel like you've taken a very long spiritual journey and you've come to this like really amazing, beautiful place. And I was thinking an enlightened queen. (gasps) She's an enlightened queen. An enlightened queen. We simply gotta stay. I love that. The enlightened queen. I bow down. I'm placing my crown on my head. Oh my god! Please put that on your resume. Add it to all future bios. Um, Officially, an enlightened queen. Oh my god! Wow. That was perfect. That was actually brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Yeah. I'm very honored. You wear it well. I mean, (laughs) well, as our enlightened queen. I think um, I will ask, do you have one thing to say to your, to your subjects, either about tarot or spirituality, one last thing to leave them before we sign off? I would just say, don't spend too much time 
in search of your voice because you already have a voice and it's the best voice in the universe. So fucking use it. <laughs> she is doling out wisdom tonight, mama. That just for men can't cover up all that wisdom. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I think I just want to talk to Jose on Saturdays at 12 every Saturday. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Permanent fixture of the pod. I w- I'm so down. <laughs> I'll have a segment. Oh, I'm oh my oh my gosh, can you imagine if we just like had a tarot segment at the end of pop that? You know what? Listen. You know what? I want to put a pass it. To be, it will it will be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, y'all, it has been a blasty blast. Thank you so much, Jose, for jointing us. I have been Sajda Wait. You can follow me specifically on it at It's Sajda, all the fun stuff, but please remember to follow Pod Queens on our Twitter. And you can actually follow also um, the Show Dogs Instagram now for more little Pod Queens updates. You can also email us. Daddy Producer Coco will have all of the info below. You, you, you know what to do. Uh, Jose, where can the kids find you? On Twitter at Jose Solis Mayen. Basically, that's where all my stuff goes. If I'm doing something, if I'm working on something, you're going to find it there. And that's also where you can find me for tarot. I'm always taking clients. Nice. Yes, and she's so affordable. And especially given the quality you're getting, it's a great deal. Uh, I've been Kamala Sawa. Things are in the bottom. (laughs) I'm Jolly Carrington. I am a bottom. Um, <laughs> things are also in the bottom. <laughs> we were enlightened, but then I had to bring it back. I had to make a sex joke. Of course. Um, you can also be enlightened and have sex, which is what we are. Yes, um, exactly. Great. Until next time. Yes, dot, dot, dot. We out this bitch. Heyo. Pod Queens is a Show Dogs production. Our theme song was written and performed by E.J. Meehan. And our producer is Conrado Falco III. To learn more about Show Dogs, go to showdogsnyc.com. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 